the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brett Kavanaugh is a wild and crazy guy. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a country where a Supreme Court justice once threw ice at somebody in a bar when he was in college. The horror of my children and grandchildren to be living in a country like that long after I'm gone and he's still on the court, I I can't even begin to fathom it. CNN actually wasted time last night interviewing one of Kavanaugh's college friends, or former friends now, I'm guessing, after that. He went into detail about the time he saw Brett throw ice at somebody in a bar. I mean... They were interviewing this guy, and it was that they were doing it with a straight face. The the, the uh, it was Cuomo and uh, the kid, the guy, not a kid anymore. He's he's Brett Kavanaugh's age in his fifties, I guess. But uh, they they did it with a straight face, and uh, they went into detail about the time he saw him throw the ice at somebody in a bar. And I think I don't know if somebody ended up. Uh, the cops came, and they somebody went to the hospital. I don't know who cares, but they still haven't found anybody to corroborate any of the sexual assault allegations, but we're finding out that Kavanaugh was in a fraternity in college and he liked to drink beer and go to parties. His fraternity, one story said, and this is the, the, uh, uh, oh, I mean, they're still printing newspapers now on paper, I understand. I haven't had a newspaper in my hand to read for I don't know how long, but they're they're online, and but they're still they're wasting ink and paper for this. Um that some, well, there was a story somewhere that his fraternity uh, at Yale actually made a flag out of women's underwear and paraded across campus with it. Now, Brett wasn't in the parade, so, <laughs> so it's meaningless, but there was a parade, and it did involve women's underwear. Now, you know, I, I, I don't know. This was uh, I had to be 30-some years ago. I think that would be triggering some people right now if that happened on a college campus, and there would definitely be some microaggressions involved in that. But uh, Brett wasn't involved in it. But just so you know, that's the kind of fraternity that this man who wants to be on the Supreme Court of the United States was in. They actually went across campus with a flag made out of women's underwear. And they probably were laughing, I'm guessing, at the time. Now, um, I was actually, I'm actually not even old enough to remember panty raids. Uh, have you ever heard of a panty raid? See, Aaron's in there. She's twenty, only 29, right? So she doesn't remember. That was like in the 50s. Kids would uh, break into a dorm and steal uh, girls' underwear, and then that would be like a trophy, and they would run around, and the girls would, most of the time they knew about it, you know, because it was going on, and it was harmless most of the time, and it was uh, a sorority house would know that the, 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 the fraternity guys were going to come on a panty raid. And, of course, people died, and it was a horrible thing, and the country never recovered from it. Actually, nobody it was fun, you know, and it just didn't matter. But now the triggering and the microaggressions, oh, my God, it would be unbelievable. So this is, this is, this is what's com- uh, coming up soon, though. Got to get ready for this, uh, this next blockbuster. It's coming from the New York Times. According to the Federalists, the New York Times is going to get Kavanaugh, are you ready, for planning parties 30 years ago. The Times has been calling around to Kavanaugh's classmates. I think this is when he was in high school, and uh, so it's almost 40 years ago, and asking them about a letter he allegedly wrote to one of his friends to organize a week at the beach. Can you imagine? Just think about that for a minute. College kids, maybe high school kids, planning a week at the beach. And here's what the letter said. P.S. It would probably be a good idea on Saturday uh, the 18th, to warn the neighbors that were loud, obnoxious drunks with prolific pukers among us. That's what he wrote in the letter. I think that's pretty funny, actually. So, drinking and puking at the beach. Now, this uh, Molly Hemingway wrote the story for uh, the uh, Federalists, 
And uh, other stuff in here talks about uh, the letter also made note of their awkwardness with girls whom the teenage boys very much hoped would join them at the party. Imagine that. I think we are unanimous that any girls we can beg to stay there are welcomed with open arms, he wrote. The letter was addressed to Patrick P.J. Smith, was signed by Kavanaugh as Bart, which friends say was a nickname P.J. used with him, and classmates conduct contacted by the Federalists, they're actually getting involved in it, confirmed that Kavanaugh organized Beach Week, which to this day remains a popular rite of passage in the D.C. metro area for public and private school students alike. The letter was apparently shared with Georgetown Prep alumni years later as an example of the camaraderie and shared hijinks of Kavanaugh and his classmates. One person told the Federalists that the letter was shared as an homage to Kavanaugh, who even then was seen as the most organized individual in a school full of them. Brett was very organized, the most organized of everybody. They got a quote from this kid. I mean, <laughs> this guy's going to be on the Supreme Court. And I'll, uh, this, uh, everything that I'm seeing from this guy could have been written by one of my friends when I was 18. I- I'm sorry, or 19 or 20. It, uh, it sounds like the things that we used to do. Uh, and they're still, again, they're still trying to find somebody to co- corroborate any of the uh, accusations of sexual assault. So that's where we are. But coming up after we take a break here, we're going to talk to a guy who knows all about uh, federal uh, judicial appointments and confirmations and the investigations that go into them. And he will tell you that the FBI being involved right now is a complete and total waste of time. We'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. It's been 43 years since the fall of Saigon. Over 58,000 never made it home. The ones that did returned bearing wounds that never really healed. It's time to change that. October 10th through 14th, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall comes to Murraysville Community Park. At over 360 feet long, this 80% scale replica of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C., is the largest and most exact of its kind. Not a single name has been forgotten. Open 24 hours a day, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall is free and open to the public. This October, join a grateful community in honoring our veterans, and let's move forward together. Details under events at murraysville.com. People come in with health concerns, and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice, and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice, I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical-based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons could be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that, and as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills. 888-865-9595. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah. 
That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So, as we speak, apparently the FBI is out there investigating Brett Kavanaugh, trying to find out if it's true that he, you know, drank beer in college. Who knows what they'll end up with. It doesn't seem to be about sexual assault anymore. Uh, Thomas Jipping knows as much about uh, judicial nominations as anybody in the country. He's deputy director of the Edwin Meese III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. Tom, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So uh, let me just ask you, uh, that, that title is uh, it's a long one, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like you, you're an expert on this stuff. But what, what is your background uh, for, uh, so that you have uh, the expertise in this subject? Um, well, I've been working, this is the 11th Supreme Court nomination that I've been involved in. I've been working full-time in this specific area of the judiciary and judicial appointments for more than 30 years. And um, I, wor- I, was work- I worked before I came to the Heritage Foundation for 15 years on the Senate Judiciary Committee for Senator Orrin Hatch. I was his chief counsel and senior nominations counsel. So I've seen it both from the outside and the inside, uh, worked on uh, five different Supreme Court nominations when I was in the Senate working for Senator Hatch. And and what 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 do you do? I mean, what how much preparation is involved before that guy sits in that seat and and the people start firing questions at him? Well, certainly uh, for a Supreme Court nomination, that that is miles beyond for other judicial nominations. For the nominee, uh, he goes through an awful lot of practice sessions. Uh, especially with a committee the way they have it now, which is very ideologically divided, uh, especially a Democratic side that's very partisan. Um, They'll go through a lot of uh, practice sessions as to how to handle questions, as well as the the nominee like Judge Kavanaugh, who has a long judicial record. Uh, He does a lot of study about his own record, so he's familiar with... uh, uh, the cases that he's already decided, Judge Kavanaugh has participated in more than 2,300 cases on the U.S. Court of Appeals and written more than uh, written or joined more than 700 opinions. Now, would you have been involved in uh, deciding, helping to decide who the nominee will be? Also, in other words, the whatever research is done before you settle on who who is going to get the uh, get the nod. Well, that that's a. a pretty eclectic process. Uh, obviously, the Constitution gives the power to nominate to the president, and each president gets a lot of input and seeks a lot of input from uh, senators, from political allies, from grassroots groups, think tanks like the Heritage Foundation. Uh, every president does that, and it's, uh, it's not always the same process for every president and every nominee. Um, but that's uh, that's really up to the president and what he feels comfortable with in terms of choosing a nominee. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Was, uh, I was going to ask you about the like, um, does the president sit back and wait for someone to present him with a list of names that that, that he then studies, or does uh, I mean Trump's a little bit well, different you, because he hasn't been in politics all his life? But yeah, usually it's either the the White House Counsel's Office, which is the the, the group of lawyers. Uh, that um, uh, directly advise the president on this stuff, or the Office of Legal Policy at the Justice Department, or both. So, I mean, the, every administration has uh, many very talented and experienced lawyers, both in the White House and at the Justice Department, who uh, do a lot of this stuff. And as we know, uh, President Trump, uh, during the campaign, actually came up with a list of specific right, individuals yeah. who he said would really serve as the pool for him to choose from for the Supreme Court. I thought that was a, 
a pretty bold move, but it was very, there's no more concrete way of reflecting to people, this is the kind of judge I'm going to appoint, than to actually have a list of candidates. And so he's drawing from that list. Judge Kavanaugh was put on that list uh, last fall, and um, uh, President Trump is sticking to his word. Excuse me. So are the, um, the Democrats fooling anybody here with this FBI investigation, the latest one? No, they're not. Um, I mean, people need to remember that virtually all Democrats announced their opposition to Kavanaugh's nomination almost three months ago. In other words, some, some Democrats like Maisie Hirono of Hawaii or Kamala Harris of California, they announced their opposition to Kavanaugh two weeks before he was nominated. Okay, So they already said that nothing in the entire confirmation process was relevant to them in making up their mind. So it's a little bit silly, if not disingenuous, to then, as they did at the hearing, say, oh, now we need more time to look at more documents about his record, or we need these investigations now of these allegations. For what purpose? They're not suggesting that the, the right kind of information would make them change their mind. No, they're not fooling anybody. The, the purpose for this uh, recheck, if you will, because this is nothing more than an ex- extension of the background check that the FBI has already done on Kavanaugh, this is for the purpose of making at least a few Republicans uh, confident that enough due diligence has been completed uh, so that they feel confident voting for him. Unfortunately, there's no there's not going to be more than just a few democrats voting for him which is which is just a scandal in itself for somebody this qualified but uh this is really for the purpose of satisfying just a few senators um primarily republicans and so what are the differences between what the fbi does in a criminal investigation and what it does in this confirmation process when when the fbi is asked to do a background check or whatever they do for nominees. Yeah, that's that that distinction is probably the most important issue to understand what's going on right now. The FBI is in the executive branch, which has the authority over the criminal justice system. And when they investigate crime, they use all kinds of resources and techniques and they solve crimes. But the confirmation process for a nominee that authority is in the legislative branch, and so the FBI has a different role. The FBI simply conducts interviews, gathers information from those interviews, and provides it to the Senate. They don't solve anything. They don't make judgments about who's telling the truth. They don't run down leads. They simply do, in fact, they do the same thing that the Judiciary Committee's own investigators have already done, which on the one hand, I think, makes it kind of silly that they're even bothering, but on the other hand, if if this is what it takes for enough senators to be confident in supporting Judge Kavanaugh, then it'll probably be worth it. And so uh, if, if, if um, Dr. Ford's allegations are true, a crime was committed. Um, but it was 30, whatever, 37 years ago. So uh, to get the FBI to investigate, it's not like they're going to be in there dusting for fingerprints. Well, but also, if what she says is true, any crime, if it, if it was a crime, it was a state crime. The FBI wouldn't have had jurisdiction over it anyway. I mean, people also have to understand that. Federal, the FBI, right. the first, the F stands for federal. So right. uh, it, it wouldn't have been a federal matter in the first instance anyway, but that's not what the FBI is doing. They are covering the same ground, talking to the same people that the Judiciary Committee's own investigators already have. So what what is the FBI doing now that the FBI didn't do in the six previous investigations of Kavanaugh? I'm assuming that the FBI was involved in those background checks, too, as well as the... Uh, They were. I I mean, uh, the FBI does a background check at the request of the president for... Uh, many of the nominees that the president makes to different positions. And since Brett Kavanaugh has occupied uh, several significant government positions, the FBI has done a, a what they call a full-field background check six different times from between 1993 and 2018. And that's important in part because the, the FBI just, you know, they talk to a lot of people about that particular individual. And at no time... In all of those six investigations, did any suggestion of sexual misconduct come up? Now, that doesn't mean 
by itself that he didn't do what Dr. Ford claims, but it's the kind of thing where as, as more and more of this piles up, you'd think it's just not consistent with someone doing what she says he did. So uh, this is a continuation of the background check the FBI did more thoroughly uh, about a month ago in connection with his Supreme Court nomination, and this time it's focusing specifically on these allegations. Talking to Thomas Jipping of the uh, uh, Heritage Foundation, he's an expert on judicial nominations, um, and so you you have been involved closely with these things over the years, and many of them. And have you, do you do you get a have any kind of a relationship with the guys in the FBI? Do you did you met, make did you spend much time talking to them? Through the course of these, uh, no, and, no, and in fact, there's there really isn't uh, much interaction at all. Again, the FBI conducts its background check on the president's nominee at the request of the president. Okay, they su- they supply their the the resulting information, the the summaries of the interviews that they do. They give that to the Judiciary Committee, but it's not at the direction of the Judiciary Committee. It's not at with the involvement of the Senate at all, and it isn't now. Well, the reason I ask you is I, I just wonder what kind of reaction the FBI had when it was directed to do this again. And they're and now they're running around, I guess, asking people about whether or not he threw ice at somebody in a bar in 1982. Well, they're, they're not investigating that allegation. That That's a separate allegation from later. But, uh, oh, okay. Somebody. But I think I think the FBI's reaction would be that that's their job. Well, what are they? Who, but, but Tom, who are they? Who, if who, who are they talking to, and how long would it take? Are they focusing only on the sexual assault allegation and trying to find people who can talk about that? Yeah. They've been directed to since they've already completed their more general background check. With this extension of that, they've been directed by the president to investigate credi- the, the the current credible allegations, and so. They're covering that ground with regard to Dr. Ford and I believe um, Deborah Ramirez. I, I don't think that they're talking to the the people with the crazier allegations right. like Julie Swetnick and so on. But um, but it's focused uh, specifically on those allegations of sexual misconduct. I have about a minute left here. Uh, I'm up against a hard break, but I just wanted to ask you for the last thing here. You've been studying these. Uh confirmations uh, and nominations for a long time. How will this affect, I actually have about two minutes left, but how, how, will, how will this affect future judicial appointments, do you think? Well, we've been on this a kind of a negative trajectory here for a couple of decades of a very politicized Democratic Party uh, with u- using uh, really hardcore left-wing grassroots groups in the media uh, to try to politicize all of this and to the sort of the politics of personal destruction. We've been on this track, unfortunately, for a while. Uh, this, this is the worst, I think, that we've seen thus far. I sure hope it doesn't get any worse. But the American people have to stand up and reject this, these kinds of tactics. They've got to reject the idea that you're guilty until proven innocent. They've got to reject the idea that uh, people and their families and their reputations are fair game. Yeah, and I think uh, people need to understand too that Scalia, what he he was uh, he was approved ninety eight to two. Uh, he was approved ninety eight to zero. I was actually oh. working for him at the time he was appointed. He could not. He probably couldn't be confirmed today. Yep, uh, and if you, and I, I just I can't even imagine where how much how, how much further they can go. What are they going to investigate on the next guy or person? That's, yeah, that's that's hard to say, and I, I really don't uh, like to think that it could get much worse than this, but we've said that before. Hey, Tom, I really appreciate you, you being here. Uh, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Okay, you, pre- you cleared up a lot for us. Thank you. You bet. All right, that's that's Thomas Chipping of the um, um, Heritage Foundation. We come back, we're going to switch gears quite a bit here. We're going to talk about a movie that's coming out on the 12th, next Friday, about abortion, and it's uh, it's a pretty controversial subject. We have the executive producer of the movie about Gosnell coming up. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A new fight is brewing over who will see the contents of that FBI investigation of Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell rejecting calls from Democrats to make that report public. We'll get an FBI report soon. 
It'll be made available to each senator, and only senators will be allowed to look at it. Why are our Republican colleagues so afraid of making this public? Democrat Chuck Schumer. Almost every step they take, it seems they have something to hide. With the FBI charged with completing its work by Friday, McConnell left open the possibility he could begin laying the groundwork for a final vote before the report is issued. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow by 122 points, but the Nasdaq dropped 37, the S&P down by one, oil down slightly 7 cents to 75.23 a barrel. This is SRN News. Hey guys, Ken here from the hit podcast, Today's Growth. Who would win a three-mile bicycle race, an 11-year-old girl or last year's winner of the Tour de France? It all depends on the bicycle, it depends on their vehicle. Both on a 10-speed and the pro racer is going to win every time. But put the racer on a tricycle and the 11-year-old wins every time. You see, it's not the driver, it's the vehicle. When it comes to generating revenue, it's exactly the same. If you have a job or a small business, you are riding a tricycle. You can only go so fast. If you need to make up lost ground, it's not going to happen on a tricycle. No matter how fast you pedal, it's simply not going to win the race. Why do many people with no schooling and no advanced degree often become very wealthy? Simple. They choose to only ride 10 speeds. When it comes to helping people create their next revenue model, both Forbes and Inc. recommend Income Store as a can't-miss when it comes to putting people on a 10-speed. Could your household or business use an additional revenue model that doesn't solely depend on you? If so, you need to check out IncomeStore.com. That's IncomeStore.com. Jay Sekula sees the president trying to negotiate peace. Well, let's explain to you what the Palestinian Liberation Organization is. Their political arm is called Fatah. So that is the PLO, but the PLO is a terrorist organization itself. The move is to shut it down because they're refusing to negotiate for a peace plan. So the United States is saying, why are we hosting them? This is the next step move in to compel the Palestinians, if they want to negotiate peace, to negotiate peace. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 1250. The Answer. It's been 43 years since the fall of Saigon. Over 58,000 never made it home. The ones that did returned bearing wounds that never really healed. It's time to change that. October 10th through 14th, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall comes to Murraysville Community Park. At over 360 feet long, this 80% scale replica of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C., is the largest and most exact of its kind. Not a single name has been forgotten. Open 24 hours a day, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall is free and open to the public. This October, join a grateful community in honoring our veterans, and let's move forward together. Details under events at murraysville.com. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at Jane D. Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. He can smell you from half a mile away, hear with pinpoint accuracy, and detect the slightest motion with a 310-degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent-controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's, delivered and set up free of charge. Take your hunt to a whole new level at yodersbackyard.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We've got some flooding causing issues around the area. Now there's uh, some flooding Baldwin Streets Run Road near Brentwood Road. Got to be careful through there. And also flooding on Becks Run Road at Raven Street. So watch out there. Now we've got big delays outbound Parkway East, Forbes Avenue to Edgewood, Swissvale. And it's heavy on the inbound side as well. Edgewood, Swissvale to the Tunnel, 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West is slow inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. 
A tornado watch is in effect for the area until 11 o'clock tonight. A couple of showers and thunderstorms will cross the area this evening, some of which can be locally strong early on tonight. The low 58 tomorrow, clouds breaking for some afternoon sun, high 75. Mostly cloudy for Thursday, warm and humid, with a couple of showers and thunderstorms, some heavy late in the day, high 78. I'm Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we're waiting for our guest uh, to call. Sometimes I don't like giving people number to call us. I'd rather call them, but uh, we're depending on someone who promised to call us to call, and he hasn't called yet. Uh, the, the man's name is John Sullivan. He's the executive producer of a movie called uh, Gosnell. Um, the story about the um, – it's, it's called Gosnell, The Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer. And um, it's about um, the guy who's in Philadelphia who's now serving a life term for murder, for having uh, killed some – I don't know how many uh, – hundreds, thousands of uh, babies maybe. Uh, they got him for three and also for the death of a, a, a woman who came – to him for an abortion he was convicted of manslaughter and her death and so the movie's coming out on uh the 12th of october which is friday and um it's gonna get well i don't know how much publicity it's gonna get it's gonna get a lot of it's gonna be ignored a lot by the media because of the subject and um it's already had issues with i I don't know how many issues it's had with um distribution but um, it's, it took a long time to get it made because of uh, the issue of raising money. They had trouble raising money. And uh, I don't know. One of the questions I wanted to ask him was about the distribution. But I, I, I have a feeling that they had major issues, uh, at least in the beginning, in getting the, the movie distributed, which is a big deal if you're making a movie. You can make the greatest movie in the world. But if you don't find a distributor to make sure that it gets out to the theaters, you're not going to make any money. It's going to end up on um, – it's going to end up on TV, end up on cable or as a DVD or online or something, but it's not going to be showing up in theaters. But um, uh, this recently, they had uh, an issue with the Hyatt Hotel down in Texas. They were to, uh, they were supposed to be there to just do a screening of the movie for critics, I guess, and other people. And the Hyatt basically kicked them out because guess who was there at the same time planned parenthood was there and so they asked to they they offered to pay them some money to go away and the the uh the people who were producing the movie said no thanks we will um just what we're going to do is going to buy tickets and anybody who works anywhere in the country at a hyatt hotel can go to the movie for free so i don't know how much i don't know how that's going to work but um to but the point is, uh, we were going to have the producer, John Sullivan, on, and he stiffed me. That's what happened, at least to this point, unless he calls in the next few minutes. Uh, we don't have a guest. So uh, I'll, I'll open it up for phone calls. Uh, it's, uh, four, uh, four, what is it, 302-1250, uh, 844-302-1250. Uh, you want to call about uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh or anything else that's in the news today. I have uh, some other stuff here. Um, one of the things I came across today was a... Uh, about the Kavanaugh issue was a, a column by Kirsten Powers. She's now at CNN. She disappeared into nowhere when she left Fox. She used to be pretty famous. Now nobody knows who or where she is because she works for CNN, which gets uh, loses in the ratings to the, um, the food channel. Uh, but she uh, wrote a column today. You've probably seen her. If you watched Fox uh, for any length of time in the, uh, over the years, she's been gone for a couple of years now at least, but uh, she was there for a long time, and she was the liberal voice that they brought on. Very good. Uh, very good on the air. Very fair. She writes good columns. She writes a column for USA Today, and she wrote a column today uh, saying that she was sexually assaulted herself when she was 15 years old, and that uh, she was at a party and she was with kids who she says she idolized older kids who she idolized and they took advantage of her they got her drunk she said she woke up uh, the next morning next to a boy who was uh they were both lying in the bed i guess and she had her shirt off and she didn't know how it happened and she said to the kid um that it's it's uh 
you know, nothing happened. We just we just cuddled. And so what happened was she said well, her point of her column was that she didn't consider it sexual assault back then because that's not what it was. Sexual assault back then was, you know, you're, a woman's walking down the street and somebody jumps out from behind a, an alleyway or something and sexually assaults. Uh, so, uh, the woman, and that's sexual assault, and this was not considered that. But she went on to say, uh, and it was a pretty, it was a really good column. She goes on to say that even though, uh, and then and later on, that kid, he, uh, somebody came out of a locker room and said that the kid was in there bragging about what happened, and so she's felt really bad about it and has it bothered her ever since. And she said she just started thinking about it again when all this Kavanaugh stuff came out. But she said, I also would not want this. Uh, person to be on the Supreme Court, uh, even though it happened when he was a teenager. And I th- I, she had me right till she got to that point because she made the point throughout the entire column, and I'm sure that there are many people agreeing with her, she made the point throughout the entire column that, um, that, 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 sex, that sexual assault is different now than it was Back then, and back then, what was what what was considered sexual assault wasn't considered sexual assault back then. But she she forgot to mention that it, the boy wouldn't have felt the same way about what was sexual assault either. So um, it might be unfair to judge him. Well, what happened? And she said this was in the early eighties. What happened back then, based on standards in twenty eighteen, and to keep a guy out of any job based on that. Uh, because of something he did when he was 16, 17 years old. It's still, sorry, I, I, I'm not buying it. But uh, it was a good column and interesting for her to make that confession in a national newspaper. But, you know, uh, I, she, she lost me when she wanted to judge the kid. She wanted to judge the, the offense based on 2018 standards, even though she didn't judge herself based on those standards uh, after it happened. She didn't think she was sexually assaulted until later on, probably much later on, until she found out what the, um, uh, you know, what, what the, the definition of sexual assault has become. Let's go to the phones. Doug in Cannonsburg, you're on. Go ahead. Hey, John. Uh, hey, uh, your prior guest was outstanding. I really learned something there. I'm what the FBI does on those backgrounds. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as uh, the Gosnell uh, trial, I, I was living out in Philadelphia whenever uh, his crimes came to light and he was arrested due to the death of that woman. But the thing that I found, uh, and what I was wanting to see what your, your guest was going to say, was the media during the trial when I lived out there gave that case an extremely good leaving alone. Oh, yeah. Um, there was, I recall, one reporter from the Bucks Courier, uh, you know, Bucks County Courier Times, that was in it, and he had uh, remarked how empty the courtroom was from any of the big uh, reporting papers. Yeah, there's a it, it, there's a uh, there's a trailer out for the movie, and it shows a scene of an empty courtroom. Uh, for a yeah, trial like this, there was no, there was nobody there. A uh, few, you know, the people involved, directly involved in the case, the attorneys, and uh, the detective, uh, you know, who, who helped break the case. They're in the courtroom, and there's yeah, nobody he, else there. Nobody cared. Yeah, and uh, after, I, I, and it can be easily found out. But whenever the courier, the reporter, indicated how empty it was, within a day or two more people started to, I, I guess, kind of, the, you know, the, the jig was up. Um, and then uh, he kind of shamed some of the larger, you know, reporting entities into having, uh, providing some coverage. So, but, uh, hey, thanks for taking my call and uh, great show. Okay, thanks, Doug. Yeah, I, that was part of the uh, the issue with this movie was that, um, not the movie, the, the case itself, was that this was a horrific, horrific um, story, and because it was in, in, in involved abortion and put abortion in a bad light, I don't know how it could be put in a good light, but it was put in a bad, you know, a worse light, I guess, by uh, the the extremes to which this guy went and the number of babies that died and, and babies being born alive and then killed. Uh, you'd think that would that should be the lead story, uh, and I mean, some of the things that you, that the media get a hold of, you know. Uh, uh, a kid disappearing, 
and they're looking for them and all stories that deserve coverage but they'll they'll just beat stories like that to death and something like this could hardly got any coverage that's why the, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of um business the movie does because it's a subject that is very uh, much a, a controversial subject but it's also a passionate uh, uh, thing for conservatives and i think they will storm out to see the movie but i have a feeling that liberals are not going to go see it I, and i mean I, I don't know how you can paint this gosnell guy in any kind of a light other than just a, an absolute monster i mean he's being referred to as america's worst serial killer there's been a lot of them out there and they're saying that he's the worst um but uh, I guess our guest isn't going to make it. I'll take a break, and we'll come back and finish up here. Take your calls if you'd like at 844-302-1250. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. This is Dan Proft with 60 Seconds of Sanity for Upstream-Ideas.com. Once again, the Senate has distinguished itself as the world's greatest deliberative body and vanguard of the Republic by putting high school yearbook committees across the country on notice. Dennis Miller's long-ago formulation of Congress as a bunch of mediocre intellects Earl shibed into looking somewhat consequential has never been more clearly illustrated than by the current Senate Judiciary Committee. My question is for establishment Republicans who were bailed out by Brett Kavanaugh and Lindsey Graham. Does the Shakespearean farce you witness clarify things for you? Do you now understand what you're up against? Will you now turn a deaf ear to the left's siren song? Do you now realize that whether it's the Supreme Court, Russian collusion, or tax cuts, the left entices you with talk of common ground only to carp and bomb you as soon as you step onto it. You should find it instructive when three former state attorneys general, Senators Harris, Blumenthal, and White House, discard the presumptions of the American justice system and thus the rule of law because they can. Now you should locate your backbones. You should define the stakes and bring the fight. Brett Kavanaugh picked up the first round. November 6th is on you. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles gets tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people, their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. 
It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Welcome back. We have uh, four, about five minutes left here, maybe a little more than that. And uh, let's take another call. Chris, uh, 844-302-1250 is the number. Chris, thanks for calling. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, yeah, I was listening, I was listening to your uh, show, and you were talking about the girl that worked on Fox and how she had written an article about the guy that uh, yeah. had apparently drugged her and faked. I mean, kind of date raped her. I don't think he. And, I don't um, think he. Uh, he didn't drug her. I think she said she. They got her to drink, and she. She uh, passed out. Oh, okay. Well, at any rate, she was. Yeah. Uh, she was. She was sexually assaulted. I mean, actually, sexually assaulted. It wasn't an attempted assault. N- no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. She. They. She said okay. she woke up without her shirt on, and 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 didn't know what happened. You know, obviously, she knew something happened that she didn't like, but um, but, he just. But well, you know, he, he said nothing. Nothing. Nothing much happened. Go ahead. But he and but then he was breaking in the locker room or something with the guys and uh, was saying more happened than what he apparently had told her. Right, right. Okay, Which doesn't so, necessarily, well, by the way, Chris. I'm a guy. The fact that he uh-huh. said that that I mean doesn't necessarily mean it happened. Believe me, I'm a guy. Okay, well, your yeah. point your point is well taken because yeah. in high school I had people say things about me. Absolutely, true as well. And right. boys that, that said they were out on dates with me and things happened that absolutely didn't happen. So right. I agree with you there. However, uh, I mean, well, you sort of changed my <laughs> sort of put it in a different light for me. But my point was, if he did do those things, I mean, and she could prove them, then that would be different. Totally than what Brett Kavanaugh is going through. I support Brett Kavanaugh because I think no matter in a worst case scenario, even even if what she said happened happened, I, I think she could have been exaggerating it. And and listen, every girl that's been at a drinking party has been approached by a guy, and you know, in a drunken uh, stupor. <laughs> I can't tell you how many women in my life, my daughters, my wife have uh, have said that. Then they've said that they just don't they don't get it. They don't think it's. I mean, I know that the media would have you believe that ninety nine percent of the women in the country are outraged and think that this was terrible, and they believe her, and they and 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 they think that it was uh, you know uh, tantamount to a rape and and all that. But that's not what most. That's I don't know. I don't know what the percentages are, but it sure ain't a hundred percent. There's a lot of women out there who are not buying the story at all, and others who are buying it and saying it's, it's she's making she's exaggerating it, as you said. Yeah, and that's the way I feel. I think Brett thought that Kavanaugh's getting a thumb deal over it, and even in worst case scenario, uh, what he did. I mean, whoever did that to her, she was not raped. <laughs> period. Yeah. And, well, and see. The person writes her, I would say, and that person would be Judge Kavanaugh, for say, just for example. I wouldn't want him on the Supreme Court. But he didn't do Whoever did it, they didn't even rape her. So yeah. I'm, I'm well, saying, you know... Well, I'm kind of with Dennis. I'm kind of with Dennis Prager on this. He's a, he's a host on this network, uh, and he's on during the day. And I uh, he wrote a piece uh, last week or so. And he, he basically said, um, I don't care if it's true. I just don't I, – I, it just sounds to me like something that um, – not – when he says he doesn't care if it's true, he means not necessarily her – what seems to be, in some people's minds, an exaggerated version of what happened. But if what happened happened, he says it's just uh, – as you said, it, it, girls have run into that stuff at parties forever, and it's just not – doesn't raise to the level of keeping a, a, a you know anywhere in other words you should the guy should be judged on what he's done for the last 35 years not what he did when he was 16 and i agree 100% okay thank you chris okay john thanks a thank lot for listening too okay now um one other thing about this and um this is <laughs> this this story about him uh throwing the the ice at the guy in the bar um, they actually had the guy on uh, CNN, who's his, I'm, I'm going to say, former friend now because he's on there uh, actually cooperating with CNN as they're looking into the stupidity. But uh, he said that, the, uh, you know, that Kavanaugh apparently allegedly threw a glass full of ice at somebody, not the glass, the ice, 
in somebody's face. And I tweeted today, and you can follow me on Twitter at Steigerworld, and uh, I, I tweeted today, are there actually men out there who would give a story about a college kid getting in a bar fight more than three seconds consideration? If so, they are strong evidence of the feminization of the American male. What If one man in the United States thinks that, not that it matters at all, but if, if he thinks that this should have anything to do whatsoever with, I don't care who it is, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, getting into the Supreme Court, then we're, we're all doomed. They're just, and, and men have, I just, I give up on men. How could, it's, it's a, who hasn't, what man hasn't been at some point in college or even in high school in a bar and a situation came up and somebody had too many drinks and something happened. Somebody got pushed, a fight started. I was in, I was usually hiding somewhere, but the, but I was in plenty of uh, situations in bars where fights broke out. I might even have caused a few and then went and then gone and hidden behind my f- big friends. But I mean, it happened a lot. And you know, it's to to think that anybody who might have been involved in one of those somehow disqualified himself from being on the Supreme Court because of something he did back then. It's just insanity. So please, if it's if you're a man. I hope you're ashamed to admit that you would even think about that as an issue and have that would have any bearing on your decision on whether a guy should be in the uh, uh, considered, much less uh, nominated for or or approved for the for the um, Supreme Court. So, I mean, I, I see I see all these people on Twitter and I, and I, I see supposedly intelligent people. Uh, that are going on CNN and MSNBC and wanting to talk about this, and they they have serious looks on their face when they're talking about him throwing uh, ice at somebody in a bar, and they want to discuss it for more than 12 seconds. I I don't get it. I don't know why anybody would want to talk about it. Uh, Sorry about our guests not showing up. Uh, That happens, and I'm not going to be mad at him. I'll try to get him on again. That's just the kind of guy I am. John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.